Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works in giving you a boner. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Besides from me reading this, it's made in the U.S. of A. America. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our special promo code armchair, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we'd like to thank them for sponsoring this train wreck of a podcast. Welcome to Saints History, told and experienced the way God intended it, with excessive amounts of alcohol and cursing. The booze is probably bourbon because... Clear alcohols are for rich women on diets. Now, here's your drunk Saints History host, who is... Bombed out of his gourd. All right, everybody, it's time for another episode of Drunk Saints History. I'm your host, Ralph Marlboro. Uh, this... This episode is with a patron. If you are a patron and you donate $25 for eight months, you get your own episode of Drunk History. You pick the topic. Boom. We do it when your schedule allows. This guy has been a patron for a really long time. He has gone from Podbean over to Patreon, a Patreon which you should all do because you get more free stuff. Cody, guy, thanks for doing it. I know we went back. You're like world traveling. You're going to Cuba. You're going here. You're going there. And you're like a guy. I got to get this done before <laughs> before the season starts, yeah. or you'll have to wait till 2020. So we're getting it done. Thanks for joining us. What are you drinking before we before we get started? I am drinking a Cuban rum while I wave to the DHS van outside. <laughs> That's what Cody said to me. He said, "He said before we started, he said, Ralph, I'm probably on a list somewhere." Yeah. <laughs> so, Cody, I, 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 the the patrons that want to do the topics, uh, your topic is super near and dear to I will be to everybody's heart, but mine especially. You, I said, what do you want to do? Because uh, you guys, you, you really are the people that the drunk history people that wanted to do this are really the ones that really kicked off the funding for this show, and it's grown and grown. And it's amazing now. But there was a handful of you guys that jumped on the bandwagon to start and really supported us and allowed us to do all the great things at the beginning of two years ago, and really tried to change and improve the podcast. Uh, 
But you cho- you chose the Meet Around game 2009, and I'm just I'm just giddy to talk about this game. What made you want to do Drunk History, and what made you choose the 2009 Meet Around game? Well, I thought like Drunk History, you know, and I just remember this game. Like I got drunk <laughs> because of this game because oh, this was it. just insane. Like I went from watching in my dorm room to turn it off, drinking, going studying, because I was like, this is ridiculous, especially after the week that they had just creamed Tom Brady, you know, and they were coming off a high, and, like, they're, it just seemed like they were in quicksand. So I went from my my room drinking happily to the to the library drinking sadly <laughs> to checking the phone to running well, back to my dorm to, well, to finish watching the game. Well, you know what had happened in this game, and, and, and you know, you told me that, we, we were going to do this and a couple weeks ago you said hey this is the day I can do it and this is what I want to do so I did some research and you know the interesting thing about this game and by the way we have a link on the Podbean and on the Patreon post for this Drunk History we have uh, Cody found a 13 minute highlight that we're going to it's, it's so click that link when we tell you and me and Cody are just going to watch it and it's going to be awesome and you can just follow right along but uh, you know what was what I, what I had sort of forgotten Cody is you know they played New England the week before on Monday mm-hmm. Night Football and going into that game everybody was like this is and I know a lot of experts thought it too they're like this is the week the Saints are probably going to lose because New England of course with Tom Brady is really good and the Saints secondary was just shot to hell they were injured all to hell you know they signed Chris McAllister they brought back Mike McKenzie like their secondary was shot to hell and against New England like McKenzie had a pick and it was it was Mm -hmm. and like it worked out and you were like ah it doesn't matter this is this is a magical year we can literally sign people off the street on a Wednesday plug them in Monday night against Tom Brady and we win anyway it doesn't even matter and not only that if you remember like not only did they sign like homeless people off the street Remember, they sat Tom Brady at the end of that game. Yeah, they went. They dude, that, sat his ass. They sat, and that's the thing, man. Like my column for Channel Four, I was like, "This is the greatest moment I think I've ever seen in for Saints history." They literally, the Saints made Tom Brady and Bill Belichick say "No Moss," which is the famous Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard fight from the in the Superdome from the eighties. Mm-hmm. And I compared it to that. Like the, the Patriots, they literally said "No Moss" and quit. And threw up yeah. the white flag on They're Monday done. night against the Saints. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, those problems in the secondary with the injuries, like they really reared their ugly head against Washington. Because this this oh. game, I mean, this Washington team was a trash pile. They were they mm-hmm. going going into this game. They were th- going into this game. They were three and eight. They had Jim Zorn as their coach. He was t- terrible. They were just a mess they had Jason Campbell at quarterback so right now this is where if you you see that highlight that's the link in there open that up in your YouTube window and and Cody you do the same I'm gonna start playing it so so you know the the Saints they start on this game and you know Washington comes out and they're just Jason Campbell's just just Picking him apart. Just rocking it. Just rock. I mean, he's going, you know, he's going over Malcolm Jenkins, who was playing corner then. I mean, he Jenkins just tackled the dude. Um, yeah. Just the arm barred him. Um, and they're just, I Terrible. mean, Jay, he's there's no pass rush. They're hitting, you know, dudes wide open. Saints are blasting him. That would have been a penalty if, if he did mm-hmm. that this year. I mean, dudes are running free. I mean, Washington is just bang, bang, bang right down the field. They're running shotgun four wide. Yeah. No, no pressure. Jason Campbell throws. 
hits. Just got all day. Look, he just walks into the end zone. And it's yeah. like, really, this team is like a 3-18, and 18, yeah, hits. like, given up. There was, if you, yeah. I think you'll see later in the seat, like right here, like you can see there's no way in hell they're getting into the playoffs. Like they have nothing to play for. No, and then, I mean, you know, and the Saints, look, there was a feeling like the Saints were thinking, oh, they're not, they're not going undefeated. Um, you know, and it's just, man, that that Monday night game was such a big game. And here he's just rolling out, hitting Fred Davis 15 yards. I mean, this, mm-hmm. you can see, like, this at this point, like, this Saints defense, man, you can tell, like, the injuries, the injuries and attrition are catching up to them. And, and that defense really, when they weren't creating turnovers, they were a mess. Like, they were... They really were. They were sneaky... Ba- like, they were sneaky terrible against... They were giving up four and a half yards of carry. Like, the thing was, it didn't matter because they, they never... You know, they never fell behind. So teams couldn't really lean on them. But, uh, you know, they're down 10 nothing, And, and Meach, you know, Meacham, who's in this famous game. But, you know, and the Saints come out flat. But, but that thing, like, that, that team... And, and really, even now... Even when the Saints have defensive troubles, Cody, you know, that you, you're ten nothing. You, you you worry, but you're like, whatever, ten nothing. It's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and and this 2019, like you never felt they were out of anything. Like they were down in that. They were down to Miami, whoever. You just, oh, you know, yeah, you just Irish. didn't care. Here, you know, here's Breeze though. He's throwing. He's got. Uh, he hits David Thomas, and they, you know Garrett Hartley, who's 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 back, and he he's banging through. Garrett Hartley always. It was the chip shot field goals that killed him, but but Washington, man, right. they they get back and they're just they just just like that's like the only good running stop that they have, <laughs> you, know? you know. And if you look at the game stats, I was looking at if you look at like the full box score, like Washington had eighty eight yards rushing, New Orleans only had fifty five yards rushing the yeah. entire game. But yet I mean, there was like over almost a thousand yards game. Yeah, as, as I game. mean, here's the thing though. This 2009, you look at that line, man, that the Saints had with with, I mean, Evans and Knicks and and uh, Jonathan Goodwin and and, and Bushrod. At, I mean that and Stinchcomb. That that line was just super. <laughs> Didn't two of them make the all all pro? I mean, yeah, they did. Colston, dude. <laughs> that Washington secondary is an abomination, dude. He just ran out. He just ran a little curling up. Just no, no one within twenty yards of him. <laughs> no, it, this is just like I'm just. A but look, Jason Campbell, pump, wait, pump, wait. You know, um, just oops. just Santana Moss just roasting my, Malcolm Jenkins like he's not even there. Then Jason Campbell just step back, throw it. You know, the Saints crappy tackling. Yeah. You, you, what what tackling he did? The man just you fell know, down. You screen, know, they screen pass, dude, open. I mean, but the thing is, when these games for the Saints in 2009, you were like, Washington, whatever. You're up 17 to 10. You can't. You look at that game. You're like, you can't stop the Saints. It's like whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. So you're not really you're not really thinking about it. Um, you know. Then then it's about to get really. Uh, then it's about to get weird. You know. Mm-hmm. The, oh uh, yeah. The Saints fumble the punt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Juju's at this game, I believe. Um, really? And he hates the Throw Reds. Them. He hates the Redskins. And, and you know, spreading Reggie Bush out wide, hits him. I mean, was there – I mean, you just look look at look at this. Here it is. Or, or yeah. here it's coming no, up. No, no, oh, no. no. It. This is, it's, the next, it's coming it, up. It's so. coming up here. This is just – I mean, 
if you want to talk about a bananas play in Saints history, <laughs> I mean, he, he avoids the sack right here and just yeah. throws it up. Yeah, and 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 that's like that's like peak Yolo Breeze. Like, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy just grabs it. Like this play, I just fell out my sofa. I just laughed hysterically. Like it's just, I'm just like, what is that? This like. We're not, I said to my I remember my roommate coming into my room because I was like, holy shit, what the hell is going on? He goes, dude, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. Because it, I don't know if you remember, I remember, it, didn't it take him like six, like 10 minutes? It did. They, because they had to, to figure, over they had to figure out, they had to figure out, okay, did he intercept it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So. Did he intercept it? Did was Shockey touching him? You know, mm-hmm. uh, as he was down. So yes, he intercepted. No, he uh, he was he was up. So it's a touchdown. I mean, and the thing and then is, they had to review it. Like, was he down when Meacham stripped the ball from him? Yeah. So pause the game because we need to talk. Pause your highlights if you're watching on the YouTube clip, and we have to talk about this. I mean. <laughs> It's not like a top five play in Saints history because they have so many big ones, right? Especially in the Drew Brees mm-hmm. era. And it's not even maybe top ten. But if you just take ridiculousness, it's it might be top. You know, I mean, the and if you, if you want to go good and bad ridiculousness, you can go the Minnesota miracle slash disaster. Um, yeah. You can go... You can go last year. You can go Tommy Lee Lewis getting getting uh, mugged and assaulted mm-hmm. and no flag. You can even go back in the old days, in like '91, like Michael Haynes had like a like a 70 yard touchdown with like th- four minutes to go in a playoff game against the Saints when he played for Atlanta. Like you can go that. That's pretty. That's pretty awful. Um, so, but I mean, just like weird weirdness. This this might be it because this 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 game like. I feel like Cody, when you talk about two thousand nine, like this is in the first like five things you mention. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! Like if you pull it up, I think Saints did like a top fifty plays or something like that, or fifty years, fifty plays or something like that. And like this is one of the top ones that they show. I mean, because I mean, you can have great plays of you know the Tracy Porter interception or the interception mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, but there's there's a dozen plays like that in NFL history in big, huge games. It's a, an interception return. For a pick six is a pick six. It, I mean, yes, the stakes are different, but they all look the same, right? You step in front yeah. of the ball, you go up the sideline. Like they'll have, they'll have, a, they'll have twenty of those this year in the mm-hmm. NFL. The stakes won't be as high. It, it won't be a Super Bowl, but it'll all look the same. You know, the meet around, you got to search long and fucking hard to find this bastard of a play you know i know it's just ridiculous because like you were saying like it like a like a, a pick six like you say if you take it like by itself it's it's the context that makes a pick six special like a pick six by itself is just okay whatever you pick the ball off or whatnot this by itself if you're not a football fan you know you watch soccer or you're just a tennis fan or something this by itself is ridiculousness you know that you don't have to know anything about the game. They're like, holy <laughs> shit, this is weird. And I know that this doesn't happen ever. I remember when it happened. 
I said out loud, I was like, we're never losing a game ever. We're just going to go that. I said that this game, but it was later. It was when, yeah. we'll get to it, Wait. but it's when the kicker, he was three for three, and he just shanked that yeah. shot to go to overtime. Yeah. So we'll get to that. So, you know, the Saints, it's 17-17 in the third. And you go to halftime, you're like, they're, they're winning this game. Like, the, the Minnesota, Washington's a mess. But really... It was the same thing, man. The Saints secondary was just, it was destroyed. You know, they they at this point they don't have Porter. They don't have. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have Greer. You know, they're they're playing literally hobos or washed up NFL players, and it just like there comes a point and and every. Uh, oh, by the way, Courtney Roby, man, he was so sneaky good. In, oh, uh, in in in, tw- in 2009, he ran a kickoff back against the Rams. He had the big kickoff return versus Minnesota. He was so sneaky good. But there comes a point. I don't care what NFL team you are. I don't care if you're New England or whoever. There comes a point where you run out of bodies and you 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 start putting out people. The Saints, of course, get stuffed here on fourth and one. That mm-hmm. you just you you don't oh, have do we play again. Yeah, you don't you don't uh yeah. So you don't have enough bodies, right? And mm-hmm. I, and and I mean <laughs> these dudes. And Amal, he's just killing the Saints. He's just, like, oh. it's not even contested throws. It's just the no, dude it's is just wide open. Yeah. So, um, you know, and 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 here's the thing: like, Jason Campbell was just, you know, a, a mediocre quarterback. You know, and and he number eleven, he just scored again, and the Washington's up ten. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know. That box score, th- this th- this little stretch of, of 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 stuff for the Saints. You looked at. It, I mean, Jason Campbell, th- thirty of forty two, three sixty seven, and three touchdowns. You know, you had mm-hmm. uh, Devin. It was Devin Thomas, seven for a hundred and two touchdowns. That's who I I kept thinking it was Santana Moss. He caught five, but Devin Thomas. That's who I was thinking of. You know, and this was a point where, even though the Saints were undefeated, you started to really look at that defense, and you were like. Oh my God! Like, is this defense good enough? Because we know mm-hmm. we have everything else. Is this defense going to sabotage yeah. us? And it started to become a real question. And it and it and it just became a point of we got to get people back. Like, you, we, oh, we, yeah. you were at the point. I mean, when you got when you got Jason Campbell, and, you know, and Devin Thomas just roasting you. Uh, mm-hmm. You know you're you're in crisis. So you know Devin Thomas he just scores there. You know the Saints are up down twenty seven seventeen. But you know again, man, the Saints they had really nice tight ends there. They Shockey and and Dave Dave Thomas who the Saints got from uh, from New England. You know right in training camp because they needed. He ended up being a yeah. really nice player. You know, yeah, he was a good rotational. No, and New were, England know. people hate him because he had a big drop in 08 versus the mm-hmm. versus Miami that cost them. The, like that's the last time they didn't make the playoffs. You know, um, but they so they have bad memories of him. But, it, but for Saints, he was a nice player. And the Saints are down 27-20. But again, man, I mean, look at the, the 82 is just like run. I mean, dudes are just running free and. Um, you know, but this was a critical. This is a critical little point. The Saints got a goal line stand, and and the kicker kicks mm-hmm. it in, and it's thirty to twenty. And you're like, eh, you know, it's it's still very much doable. Oh, look at this, this. 
Pierre Thomas is just he was just so magnificent on the screen. For a guy who oh, couldn't really he, was. he wasn't blazing speed, he just knew how to set up blocks and there he is. And then Breeze, you know, the Saints are just they're just Washington can't stop them. Mm-hmm. And no, Breezy, they marched down the field, but you know, we had you can see I'm I'm at eight fifty two right now, you know, just problems in the red zone, just not really just punching it in there. Yeah. You know, and um and you know, but the, and it's thirty to twenty, and you could see it. I mean, Drew Brees is marching, and and the Saints are hitting. But the Saints come down here, and you know, they um, they you know, Washington stops them, so they have to kick a field goal. And th- at this point, you're you look, you get concerned because it's thirty twenty three. But the Saints just they just aren't getting stops. And Washington, to their credit, like they didn't try to run the ball. They just like you know what, the Saints can't stop us throwing the ball. We're just gonna keep on throwing it and that's a whiff tackle and saying you know gets a first down and at this point i kind of resigned myself i was like uh you know they're not going undefeated washington's kind of marching down here uh, i mean you're playing chris McAllister, who's about a thousand years old and you're oh, yeah. playing him in crunch time i mean that that's as bad as it that's as desperate as it gets at, at corner you know oh absolutely i mean like we had nobody. We had to pick people off the street like the week before just to put bodies on the field to make sure we had 11 people you know, on the field. And this chip shot field, I mean, this is just like this dude. He's kicking. And, and then he he shanks it, and I fell off my couch. I just fell off my couch laughing, Cody, because I was like, this ain't so winning. Like, there was no doubt in my mind. And just like between that kick and 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 this drive where you know they, he he uh, Drew Brees hits hits him and hits a hits one play and then you know he hits Meacham again. By the way, this is probably Meach's finest moment in the NFL. You know, oh, and then absolutely. just the Brees just steps up and Meacham is just wide open. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and Washington, you could just see that like the whole stadium just collapses and they're just like, I can't believe we're losing this game. And I, I just, I was like, there's no way the Saints. I'm like, Washington's just gonna have a turnover or something. We're gonna win this game in regular. Like it this, I mean, I just like, like literally. Like belly laughing, Cody, and like if Dave or Andrew tells a good joke on the podcast, where I I can't stop laughing. Or if you saw my WWL morning TV show hits, where the cat is behind me, or Eric Polson does a good insult on me, and I and I have to I blink seven eight times because I just have to stifle <laughs> I have to stifle the laughter. And here it is, man. You know, Vil- Vilma Vilma was so good. Oh. Like. I mean, so good. Vilma, bam, right there. Vilma, Vilma, (laughs) Vilma really in 09 was really good, great. In 08, he was otherworldly. Like, and was, you know, before his knee, I mean, basically, Vilma's knee went and it was done. And, you know, and the Saints (laughs) knew that. Uh, and this was at the end of the half, you know, they tried, I mean, the end of the game, the Saints tried a really long field goal and it comes up short. You know, and that's that's the thing that was so it's so great about the Saints, they're, Cody. They're so good. In the two, they're so good in the two minute drill that like if, oh, the, yeah. if there's like thirty five seconds, the Saints have like thirty five seconds in a timeout. You totally believe they're gonna like they can do it and make it happen. It's just they're so good at breeze and getting to the line. And here's Campbell. I mean, Washington. They just kept on keeping on. You know, and this was another controversial play where you're like. Is he down? Is he what? And I was, mm-hmm. I can remember this. I was stunned that they, um, 
they overturned this. Like, I, yeah, because if you look at the, if you, if you, you kind of see it, like where he does the little line, you can see his elbows down, but yeah, like the balls kind of, the balls kind of out. Yeah. You don't know if he has possession or he does or doesn't like that. Like that, yeah. that was actually one of the few times a review call went our way. Devery Henderson, nice catch there, and Bree just you know, uh, Colston, you know, just little outs. I mean, uh, at this point, you know, Washington, they know they know they're done. Um, oh yeah, you know, and and there's uh, there's Pierre, and it it, it was interesting is. Um, the same they thought Mike Mike Bell and by this time Mike Bell really had had sort of started to seed the role to Pierre Thomas mm-hmm. um you know because his 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 early season struggles were there and there's there's Hartley kicking this field goal this, this game is just, it's just it's just so amazing like look at Breeze Breeze is even like I can't believe we just won this game right and, and they celebrate the championship and it's just great I mean it's just it's just magical and i i mean for me cody I, the more i think of it when i think of 09 like i yeah i think of the minnesota game and i think of the super bowl but i may think of the washington game probably the miami game cuz i went and i was with my wife and it was just so much fun to be in miami but those are probably the games that i really think about and the Monday night game where they just massacred Atlanta. You know, like those Aww. are the moments. I mean, and I would say probably a lot of people, the, the, besides the playoff wins, like Washington might be the game, the moment. Yeah, that was almost like the moment to me. It was like, we're winning the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what it is. You know, like it, it we have the – I remember uh, the ESPN commentator at the time, he called it the Creole Mojo. <laughs> was what the Saints had, and like I was hundred percent bought into it. Creole Mojo, I was like, there is somebody off of Jackson Square who paid a lot of money to the right witch doctor, and I like, they, I like, I didn't done. I didn't hear that. I like Creole Mojo, man. That's good. That's not. It's not quite as good as our um our our Saint season schedule screensaver poster that we gave to all the patrons. Uh, season of Vengeance. But uh, Creole Mojo is pretty good. We may we may steal that and use that for the 2020 schedule. Um, so, you know, and Cody, look, we don't know. We record these, so we don't know when they're going to to run. So I try not to 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 get too much into the same season. But but what is the in, in, before we get out of here? What's the defining moment when you became a Saints fan? Young, you know. <sighs> like I was always an LSU an LSU fan. I think it was like the Philadelphia game. I forgot what it was. I forgot what game it was, but I re- distinctly remember I was watching my grandparents' uh, living room. I, for- I I forget who they were playing, but I remember my cousin or my aunt wanted to change the channel, watch some Hallmark or something like that, and my mother, my grandfather, and I were sitting there w- around the TV like. It was five minutes left to go, and that five minutes took 30 minutes to go <laughs> because there was, like, penalties and reviews and, like, there was back and forth, and they eventually, like, in the last second were able to score and then just run out the clock. And I think right there, like, that just adrenaline rush of up and down and all around, I guess I got, at a young age, I got addicted to so it. So how old are you? I am 29. 
Okay, so you were 29, so so that would have been like oh, 06, you'd have been like 16. Some, yeah. Yeah, so look, I mean, that's the thing, you know, a lot of Saints fans, like, you've been blessed in that you're 29, 30, Saints have been really relevant and really fun for 13 years, you know? Yeah. And although thinking, I do remember the Ricky Jackson trade. I remember <laughs> the Ricky, Ricky Williams Jackson trade. Texas. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Williams, Williams, that's 20 years ago. You know, and that's the I thing. I remember that. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it now is Jason David is a decade ago, you know? And I try to remember that, you know, and me and Andrew do it all the time. And that's what I, that's one thing I really, among the the, the wonderful things that Dave, 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 I think is like the, the fan id of the podcast and he's wonderful. But the, but one thing that Dave does is he really keeps us grounded is Dave became a Saints fan in 2005, 2006. So that's his, you know, you know the sort of like your 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 experience starts when you were born, and his Saints fandom was born in '06. So that's what he remembers. So Dave, really, when we talk about the '90s and the, and the early '90s, Dave doesn't know it, so he doesn't like to talk about it, and he keeps us relevant. Mm-hmm. But it's really that's really good because most of the people I see the numbers, like most of the people, like uh, uh, not most of the people, but a, a huge majority is like 30. To fifty percent are listening to the podcast are under thirty five, and if you're under thirty five, man, the, the the early nineties for Jim Mora, even Ditka, that might as well be nineteen forty five, you know. Right. Um, so, so it you know that's the thing, like the memories that that we try to bring up and and the the past things and the Saints, like I you, you really can keep it. You go back to the beginning of the Peyton era. That's thirteen years. That's a long freaking. Yeah. T- you know, that's a long freaking time. If you're mm-hmm. if you're twenty five, you probably you probably barely know the Saints pre Katrina. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so yeah, I just I, I always like to to hear the patrons tell tell people their fandom because they people love the patron spotlights and and if you want to do a drunk history donate twenty five dollars for eight months it's great we we appreciate this because you know as the podcast it's gotten bigger we have ads we have all this thing and it's really because of that group of people when we started on Podbean like two and a half years ago that were like hey we'll give you a dollar no you're doing a drunk history we'll we'll pay twenty five like it it allowed us to do it and that's why when I do these drunk histories I still I still enjoy them as much as the first one I did with the patron and there you guys you always say oh I'm nervous I'm nervous but most of the time we get a couple of drinks in us and we just relax and we're just talking saints so yeah. Cody I, I I I appreciate it um do you do you have sort of why do you listen? Because there's a thousand Saints podcasts out there. Like, why do you listen to us and not, or maybe you listen to a bunch, but I don't know if you know. There's not any, there's not a lot of podcasts that, that people are giving twenty five dollars a month to. What makes you appreciate us so much to do that? I don't know. It's like y'all. It's it's I guess like the old uh, intro. So like the perfect blend of sincerity <laughs> and stupidity. And it's, like, perfect. Like, it's not too much X and O. Like, I do enjoy the X and O. Like, I really like when Andrew really breaks it down and stuff like that. But it feels more like you are very approachable. It feels like literally like it's like you, Dave, Andrew, and Kevin on Mondays get together at a bar and you talk about the week. You know, and it just feels you are way more approachable, you know. And there's a there's a way better connection and dialogue. You know, there's no forcing. You know, you all crack jokes. 
And with my ADHD rat- rattled brain, when y'all go off on <laughs> tangents and stuff, that is not a problem because like my brain is easy, just follows right along with y'all. Yeah, and the thing the thing for me is as as I've as I've always wanted the podcast to be just go off on tangents, but the longer we've gone, Andrew he used to be an X's and O guy, and my thing my theory is that most fans. We don't know what the fuck we're watching when we watch football. If we're being mm-hmm. honest, like yeah. yes, there's 15 percent of us that know the X's and O's like Andrew, and they know it and they can explain it. But most of us, we don't know what the fuck we're watching. We, I know the Saints. I know their history. I know all the pain and the jokes and all this. And the thing is, with a podcast, like no one's gonna remember or even cares what my prediction was in 2015 or Andrews or Dave's what people want is when they listen to a podcast whether it's the Saints or whatever when they listen to that show on their drive home from work or to work or on an airplane or whatever they just want to be entertained for that yeah 45 minutes or an hour and my my thoughts on the Saints are no better or more informed than Duncan or guy who breaks down film or whatever. But what we do here is we are going to make you laugh. We, we are either laughing with the Saints because they're winning and we're clowning the other teams, or we're laughing at the Saints because they're terrible on defense and they're in the 7-9 and nine hellhole. Oh. Like, that's it. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. We're, we're making the jokes, and we just we just appreciate you guys. Uh, Cody, this has been phenomenal. Uh, we will, you know, during the year it'll be fun, but we can't, like I said, I've said it a bunch. Um, we can't say thank you Welcome enough. To, to oh, that's the right, the wrong thing, Cody. That's, that's <laughs> Oh, also why I love those podcasts. I just, re- just remembered no one hates on Atlanta like you guys. And so to that, just, that's just mwah, like the, the, the piece of resistance is how like, even if like the Saints lost, Let's say the Saints lost, but the but the the, the Falcons lost even worse in prime time or something mm-hmm. like that. It, it like it makes up for the Saints. Atlanta losing in the preseason excites uh-huh. me. That's how much I hate Atlanta. So <laughs> thanks, guy. I can't appreciate you enough, uh, guys. This has been uh, Saints Drunk History. Uh, we've had way too much fun for this. I hope you enjoyed it as much as me and. Uh, Excuse me, I'm losing it. I'm drinking too, I'm drinking too much, <laughs> Cody. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as me and Cody have. Uh, so until next time, the Drunk History Bar is closed. Thanks to all of our Saints Happy Hour listeners whose donations made Drunk Saints History possible. Until next time, remember, surviving Saints History is hard. That's why God made alcohol. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now 
and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.